0: so don't forget welcome to our third hot seat um and I always like this part because there's people sat on the hot seat now wondering who is on the hot seat there's only one person that actually knows so Kaylee is on our hot seat today um when I asked Kaylee to do it Kaylee said why why ask me what have I got to bring and then I think within about 30 seconds I sent about six bullet points as why Kaylee should be sat on the hot seat for her to sit back and go now I suppose when you put it like that, it's uh it gives us a reminder maybe that perhaps we do more or we achieve more or that we may inspire more than we actually are um led to believe. So as last week for anyone that was on it remembers, we were on a time frame. So that means that Kaylee doesn't have as much pressure because we got off cut off very abruptly last week. So we won't dilly dally for too long. So we'll get right into it. But first of all, Kaylee, how are you feeling? Are you all right? Are you ready?
1: Yeah I feel very nervous. I do have to say this is so out of my comfort zone. I I do presentations and things at work to hundreds of people but it's never about me and um, so <laughs> it's very different.
0: Yeah it's uh it puts you on the spot so hopefully you did your revision and put your notes down on those questions I sent you earlier. No I'm joking. Um, I was gonna
1: but... say I missed those questions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but what we'll do is we'll start very very quickly um, and you can should as I always say to people, you can go as deep as you want. I think when you go deep as you can, then you probably inspire yourself just as much as others as well. Um, why did you join the coaching program? This goes way back. For anyone that doesn't know Kaylee, we'll get to introduce herself fully, but start with how long ago did you join and why did you join? And then tell us a bit about yourself.
1: Okay, so probably it's going to be two years-ish, I'd say, if not more. Um, I think I joined one of your so it was coming out of Covid maybe and it was one of the challenges that you that you had at the time and um, so I've always kind of dipped in and out of fitness but never really probably understood it or um, knew what my goals were and I thought so I was how old is so I gave birth about how old is he now three and a half years ago um so it was kind of coming out of that time where you know having a baby for anyone that doesn't know gives you a lot of excuses for a, a while I think and I was getting to that point where I needed to stop making excuses and take some action so like I breastfed um, my son and whilst you're breastfeeding you can basically whatever the hell you want Mm -hmm. um, and you don't really put on any weight and then I stopped breastfeeding and I didn't stop you know like the cakes and the coffees and all of this kind of stuff and I put on a, a lot of weight like when I gave birth I was actually I weighed less than I did before I got pregnant so like and to see that difference, I think it was about two and a half stone in about two and a half years. So um, quite a significant um, weight gain. So I joined the challenge as a bit of a kick start, I would say,
0: um,
1: yeah. <clears throat> just to you know get myself going. I would probably say the first one I did, I didn't really engage with it as much mm. as I should have done and didn't really see results
0: but enough to kind of realise maybe a bit more effort would have brought those yeah. out. Now I would yeah, say definitely. first, whilst we're here at this intersection, like lads don't think <laughs> off because Kaylee isn't just a mum and we're all too guilty, particularly as men of thinking and treating people as just mums, just parents, just dads, whatever. Like there is more to this tale of why Kaylee sits in the hot seat. So Kaylee, your struggles, I suppose, started more deeply after that, right? Because, you were kind of getting away with it and then like you say the weight gain and everything like that now you obviously came through me effectively through your husband who was one of my Mm -hmm. best mates at school which is obviously how you heard of me in terms of where you were when you joined that first challenge and your mindset of fitness health and fitness compared to where you're at now what would you say the biggest differences are?
1: um well my whole life and including the point where I joined that challenge I've been quick wins I need a quick win I've done every single diet juice in like I didn't turn the juice diet to the point where I fainted on the kitchen floor you know like it's like never kind of taking responsibility for myself I always wanted that quick win that someone else could could give me um yeah (laughs)
0: <laughs> so just that sort of <laughs> yeah. that was sigh of it, yeah was very telling there um, so probably didn't feel too good about yourself then in those times because if you're going for quick wins and all the time and chasing fads where you're well, fainting on the kitchen floor and not achieving anything then I imagine there's not too much good feeling with that
1: yeah and um, for I don't know people might know this from comments I've made in in um, the group etc so I've had trouble with like emotional eating binge eating bulimia etc in the past over the years which started probably kind of uh, late teens university time so like all of those things impact my mindset around fitness which a lot of that is why I would always think quick wins quick wins because that's kind of the the mindset that you have when you struggle with some of those problems even though when you delve into it you know you're not winning anything (laughs) by taking the actions in relation to those things
0: and then so bulimia particularly is obviously an eating disorder that probably stems from emotional eating but it needs to be treated as such and it's not it's not something that a PT deals with or anything like that, but that's probably quite a a trapped feeling then, right? Like where, Mm -hmm. because you're so used to quick wins and you're also used to taking those actions, it's hard for you to see a way out.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, I've worked very hard over the years to kind of like get on from that place of bulimia, but then you've always got those, that emotional, eating is kind of been ingrained into you and you know like the stress stress eating and bulimia and all of those kind of things are quite quite connected um so what's happened over the years is the elements that you would associate with bulimia have probably fallen away but then the the eating aspect of it has continued the um, and then the and that's the it. cycle that you get trapped in so you think all oh, right you know i've improved um i'm not in that place anymore but you you've still got something a problem um mm. in the background
0: yeah some of the tendencies I think with with eating disorders something that they say is like you never never really get over it it's just all about creating the time between each episode of it how do we create yeah. more time and that's that's obviously really hard so when you think someone has come to a coach to lose fat and to change their physique but we have to be so careful of of triggering those things because lots of people on here like James will have done it Nikki's done it um particularly those to danielle's now done it where they've been through shoot preps and effectively shoot preps and it's very intense so it's like so for you you probably when i said about the hot seat you're like but you haven't done that right so you probably Mm -hmm. you had that instant feeling of maybe being fraudulent by sitting up here um definitely but actually you've been in the game for two years um a significant amount of body fat down a body built much stronger we've worked so much on technique obviously we're still going through someone will relate to this Kirsty in terms of your back as well like in terms of that so in terms of your progress then I could sit here and tell you about your wins all the time you obviously spoke about where you were but if you was gonna if you were effectively if you was gonna sell someone my program based on your on how you feel and those changes that you've made it's not really about selling my program what would you tell people (laughs) what what would you say what what are your wins
1: to me it's definitely a mindset thing yeah so like when I look at like my body I I just don't see that I've made any wins in terms of that yes when you look back at the photos from when I have started it is a very different body um it's still not in the place but it it's the mindset and the acceptance of um you know like everybody Body works in a different way. We, we heard that when, when Emma spoke to us. And, you know, it's about that mindset change and that I shouldn't compare myself to other people because, like, I don't know, maybe it's the, the era that I grew up in. It's all about, you know, the models and, you know, the pop stars and, and all of this. Mm. And it was always, you know, striving for something that's actually not you. And I think during this process, I've found me. You know, not the mum, not the wife. I found me, and then I can take now the steps that mean the most to me with that change of mindset. Yeah. So yeah, it's people should join for the mindset as well. I think as the those transformations, because you know, everyone here, we've had that, when we've had these conversations, it's it's never just about the body transformation.
0: Mm-hmm yeah and it's important it's powerful like and i think if we judge your success over a six week period of of any of the six weeks periods we've had in those two years you probably wouldn't be that chuffery, would you except <laughs> maybe that shred that we did before december yeah but like un- unlike that your six weeks have, have a compounding effect over time of Yeah, being
1: that person and- yeah and also like it looks like slow progress i think i've lost two stone in those two years Mm. so that's when i think you know that's pretty shit i could have done a much better job but actually i've not gone back up again Um, and apart from you know like, like when i went on my honeymoon but that's to you know to be expected but i haven't actually gone up so all of those habits that i've ingrained have helped me to keep on track so it's slow but it's always progress
0: Yeah 100% so it's like it's not it's not ever bouncing back it's not like two stone down one stone up two stone down because that's exhausting for anyone um okay well I'm so I'm gonna flip it now and I said I said at the start about how it's not just about being a mum and a and a wife and it's about finding yourself and kind of how you do things And, and I think we all know Kaylee's probably one of the most active members in the group. She takes part in the challenges and stuff. And you can see that really shine through, but I'm going to flip it back. How do you think it affects your parenting? Like how has it impacted your life as a mum? How do you think it's impacted Roman's life? Like where, because it will have had an effect.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, I think because I approach life differently, he's seeing life differently and I feel that the things I'm doing are setting a really positive message for him and I think if I hadn't gone on this journey he would probably be you know he would have a different relationship with food and exercise and like he's only three and a half but you know I think I've posted pictures of him before he's like always do like if he wants something he says I'll do two squats for that Mm -hmm. um you know he's got his own kettlebell and he he likes to do all the the little things he comes out on walks with us we make ourselves active you know like previously on a weekend I wouldn't really be going anywhere um but I feel like we force ourselves to go out because we've got our habits to meet and then that that he's out walking so like he's generally a healthier child because of me investing in myself and I just feel that just naturally makes it easier to instill the things you want to as a parent
0: yeah Roman probably wears my merchandise more than anyone else by the way I've got <laughs> <constant> some picture <laughs> updates with hats and stuff which is amazing <laughs> um but this is also coming from the person who missed out the fact that they set the camera up and went to Ferry Meadows and turned the children's play park into an assault course for their different form <laughs> of cardio which he's very yeah. quickly failed to mention which is also but uh, <laughs> The point of this is about being an example. It's not, Kaylee would not be necessarily a better example to Roman had she had dropped four stone in four months. That's not what this is about. This is not putting anyone on rapid weight loss or photo shoot transformation on a pedestal. And it's why you notice only one person that's done this so far has been one of those people because it isn't the be all and end all. It's a fantastic challenge. Um, but that's really important. But so I'll, I've known. Kaylee's husband, who I'm sure won't mind being name dropped, and it's still weird to call him that, Tommy, for 15 years. We went to school together. We grew up together. Um, Tommy has probably had his own fair share of weight management, it would be fair to say, but he's always had a love of gym. So how does that impact? Obviously, you got with Tommy, nothing to do with it. It's new to me. How does that impact you as a like a couple like because Tommy loves the gym like Tommy is full strong man sits in a perfect squat winds me up will deadlift 200 kilos and you think well hang on how's he manage that so how does that impact you knowing that you kind of you're both doing that together I I I would say
1: yeah well to be honest it's very difficult because he has a very different view of Healthiness and fitness than I do. Like you say, he's more down like the strongman view, and he can be quite stubborn. So, you know, when I first started this, for example, I I can't squat. I don't know what it is. You know, like, and he used to try and help me in the gym, and he'd just be shouting at me like, (laughs) "I don't understand why you can't do it." And like, he'd be like, (laughs) "You need to do this. I can't. It hurts." Blah blah blah. And there's just no flexibility with his ways. So it's great that we're both kind of understanding that we're on a journey etc but sometimes it's incredibly difficult to live with that because you know he's not necessarily trying to lose fat so if he makes a meal god knows how much oil and butter etc is in it which is why i asked the question not that long ago and it's like because he's telling me oh no you don't count whatever i put in i'm like oh you know that looks questionable so his mindset is very different to my mindset so you would think it would be easier because you know we're both into it we're both trying to you know go to the gym and people just see that aspect of it but we're on very different journeys and it kind of like harks back to what i'm saying about everybody's body is different because you know he can't really help me and i can't help him in terms of the the transformation that we might want but it is easier in terms of he understands Hmm. you know the deep-rooted want to be healthier etc um regardless of whether that's for our son or whether that's for the people around us you know he he works in the fitness industry as well so he's like just about it all the time yeah. um but yeah i should probably say then it makes it easier but it actually does make it more difficult. so <laughs> do
0: you find yourself having to set up boundaries then because obviously the food thing is really difficult right so if we yeah, cast yeah. our mind back to uh february uh, sorry not february December when you did your kind of your challenge so Kaylee did what we call a bit of a fat loss accelerator so it's effectively a four-week shoot prep where we go really aggressive on things we set certain boundaries we make it really clear as soon as there's less than like 95 percent adherence we haul people off it because it is aggressive and it is short term so in that time we lost like a really substantial amount of that fat that we and we got our habits Mm. right up so in terms of that then how how did you manage those boundaries? Because that must be hard, right? What What did you do? And how did you, because most people in here have a partner. So again, like Emma and James right now are literally chalk and cheese. James on about 500 grams of carbohydrates a day. Emma <laughs> gains weight from looking at James's carbohydrates per day because of polycystic ovaries. Um, I know other people obviously have partners. So how Tommy is, you know, big guy, what, six foot plus, six foot wide like he must be eating four or five thousand calories how do you how do you overcome that barrier then what how does that work
1: well he didn't he doesn't plan any of the food which is super unhelpful sometimes um <laughs> because he's not given me any guidance to what he needs so basically what i did i was pretty selfish um and i planned all the foods and then said to him if you want to up your calories you add the carbs um so yeah basically he was on my plan with additional carbs um which you know because i had that set for weeks i was kind of like right well this is what i'm doing you're on board or you're not if you want to sort your own food out which i really wouldn't then you know you can you can do that but um yeah which thinking now you know i probably should take more of that view day to day because he doesn't actually help with the planning and cooking and everything like that um so why not just keep myself on track by just doing whatever the hell is that i need to do you
0: so know and it's in. interesting isn't it because basically what you've said there is you just really took control so i'm looking it at is. your fat loss accelerator and i don't know if you remember it so when you started you don't mind me airing the weight in here right no just, go
1: for it just checking.
0: so when you started on november the 22nd you were 77.6 kilos and come the end on the 19th of december by the way december you were 73.1 kilos and you had one two mm-hmm. three four Five meals out in that time
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that progress came from boundaries and listening now you might be thinking why well why are we just hyping up that four weeks i spoke in our call last week about boundaries specifically and kaylee has just admitted to herself that in those four weeks she was very good at setting boundaries and currently she's not very good at setting boundaries and it's and that's coming around to the way we make progress so that doesn't just have to be a partner it can be friends it can be socials it can be family Family are the worst for it. Like people, you go out for an event and you say, you know, you're dieting or you're trying to lose fat, and they just don't want to hear it. Like, so those boundaries are so important. So five meals out in 28 days in November and December, and we lost four four point five kilos in four weeks. Now, obviously, we put a little bit on. It was Christmas, that was natural, and that's kind of what I'm trying to not get into too much. But that's kind of what I wanted as a wife as a mum and as someone who's actually found herself when she found herself the most when when you were putting yourself first you probably had the best results right
1: yeah for sure for sure
0: so it's kind of and maybe led this conversation this this way a little bit on purpose in order to make you remember that but also to drive Mm -hmm. home the point that just because not everyone is looking to get shredded constantly boundaries are important and it does come to play so You'll have to tell Tommy that this is what he's doing um, or just get into to shred. I reckon it'd be right of it. <laughs> In terms of then we spoke about progress as a whole and, and kind of how your body changes. And we spoke about the mindset. What about energy levels, strength levels and fitness levels? How much have they changed?
1: Massively, massively. And particularly actually through that four weeks even though I was like eating less because I was meeting all my habits and doing what I needed to do for my body you know like it it was flying um overall though I think you know it just comes down to the, the you know underlying just get moving more um you know, previously, like I say, I would sit on the sofa every weekend and I wouldn't get up and about and do anything. Even if I was going to the gym, that would probably be my only movement. Um yeah. like having a desk job, you don't really get up and down. Um, but now I probably feel like I've got more in me to do those things naturally mm. rather than, you know, force yourself to do it. So like as as time goes on, as you most people here would know, um your movement becomes more natural and then you've got that more energy to keep going <clears throat> sleep longer and do well. what you need to do. Yeah, the sleep for me is massive. Like I used to really struggle with um, insomnia and now like apart from, you know, a um, few times whenever, you know, sometimes people just get bad sleep for whatever reason, you know, I go to sleep and sleep all the way through and don't have a problem at all falling asleep. And that's since I started this this journey i mean we all know how important sleep is um but you know the days where i don't sleep it's a massive difference the next day yeah um you know just just generally feeling better and you know over christmas and during that um fat loss accelerator everybody around me was falling ill and i didn't actually get ill at all um, throughout that period with the colds and stuff because i was just looking after myself better yeah. You know it's just those tiny little habits all add up to you just being better in yourself, don't they
0: yeah, huge effects and and again i've I've kind of got one more main question for you, but whilst we build on that, the point here is actually all those little things that we harp on about all the time just make a huge difference, so not only is it about doing those basics of moving more and getting better sleep, and obviously you know it it has a huge effect over time so. In terms of like physical progress, you're still your worst enemy, but there's huge, huge changes. um Just imagine if, even if it takes two years at a time, every time, every year you get older, you're the fittest you've ever been, the health you've ever been, and we don't want to risk health for chasing that that progress too quickly. In terms of obstacles, then, yeah. so you said you're a desk worker, which is is common. So I think we've got one, two, three, four, five six maybe six or seven other people in here eight of the people in here are desk workers so um, there's basically three of us in here that aren't as far as i'm aware so would you say that's one of your biggest barriers being a desk worker because obviously you're not just a desk worker now you're a home desk worker most of the Mm -hmm. time so how do you how have you managed to overcome that because that's such a big barrier for anyone right like literally you basically sit on your bum all day
1: yeah to be honest though it isn't a barrier i make it a barrier (laughs) it's an excuse sometimes Um, it shouldn't it shouldn't be a barrier because like particularly working at home i have more flexibility to get up from my desk and walk around and i know like people share tips quite often you know like you go and get your drink and then you'll come back and you'll go and get your snack if you were doing that in the office you'd look pretty insane i think but um (laughs) you know there are a lot more periods of the day where I would be sat down you know if people that don't sit at a desk um but I think it is an excuse and over time I've realized it shouldn't be a barrier Interesting. and yeah it might be controversial to some people that sit at a desk and say that but you know get with we say it's get up half an hour earlier. So many people here get up and go to the gym in the morning, um, you know, and get that activity going. And, you know, you've got lunch time, you've got after work. It is difficult when you've got children. Um so I know that, you know, like Kirsty, it's sometimes difficult to get out in the evening, but you do your steps around the living room, you know, it shouldn't be a barrier.
0: Interesting. <laughs> Just remember by sure the way, for fair. anyone listening to this call, I did <laughs> not fire those shots. But I'm gonna stand <laughs> firmly behind the gun with Kaylee and take collateral because it's really interesting. Now
1: but I'm saying that as someone who has used it as an excuse many, many times, many times. And probably even last week my steps were like four thousand five hundred one day, and it was because I was at my desk. Yeah. It shouldn't be an excuse.
0: <laughs> so you said about lunchtime, I know there's certain people in here, and I think we've had this conversation as well where lunchtime is apparently not a thing in 2023 apparently that's not allowed you're not allowed away from your desk someone leads me to believe that their bosses are stood behind their desk ready to stab them if they leave their computer for lunchtime I'm sure we've had this conversation where you used to struggle to get away from your desk as well is that have we had that conversation yes
1: yeah, so for me it's more my boss um just puts random things in at random times very last minute so um it can make it quite difficult to schedule your day Mm. um but then to my advantage if she hasn't put something in i sometimes book out two hours over lunch and go to the gym yeah um you know (laughs) um it depends on your boss and the structure of your day and the type of work that you've got i think so
0: so in contrast then the days when you're chained to your desk and the days that mm-hmm. you maybe have two hours to go out for lunch and go to the gym, which not everyone has a privilege, but does something during the day.
1: Probably shouldn't. Don't tell anyone. if you. Know. <laughs>
0: everyone will be taken to our lunches and they'll just be okay. Katie does it. It's fine. <laughs>
1: um,
0: how much do you find a difference in your productivity in the afternoon that you have post whatever exercise you've done, whether you've gone out for a walk or whatever, do you find a difference?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think mentally um, for me, particularly working from home I feel very like trapped if I don't get out and then like my mind starts going you know a bit down like the the depressed kind of feelings um you know if you haven't been out in the sun you haven't got your movement and to be honest sometimes I just can't get anything done in the afternoon if I get myself in that zone and you know particularly if I haven't dropped Roman off at nursery I'm I've been here since I woke up and like it's I work in the same like in the living room there's nowhere else to work and yeah it's just very constricting and then I just get a bit in my head so I I need that to actually be productive yeah yeah
0: interesting I think most people if they're honest that when they do get out for lunch they'd say that 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 exercise that walk that 20 minute break or whatever makes them far more productive Um, I don't know why particularly after Covid with bosses particularly we still struggle with it where people can't have a break because we 100% get more through more work, but that's interesting. So I think that the main takeaways then really is kind of actually those small actions over time have compounded into a very different new that someone that's made it long-term. That's Mm -hmm. one of the things I said to you when you kind of said why, and I was like, well, fitness as a mom, fitness as a desk worker, and more importantly, fitness as someone who's turned kind of those fads into long-term, someone that's achieved balance and also overcome slash overcoming things such as emotional eating. So, you know, like there's a huge amount of credit due and there's a huge amount of praise. And more importantly, there's a huge amount of respect that you should give to yourself for the challenge you've made. Now, you may need to speak to Tommy about the next challenge that he wants to make sign you up for, which we may or may not talk about earlier. But I'm just going to leave you to go and talk to him about that and then come back to me. Um, But it was his idea. But as tradition, and I missed the first part of this, so Emma, our last hot seat attendee, asked the question of if you could give a person just starting mm. their journey one key tip, what would it be?
1: It's probably not anything, you know, like directly like habits or anything like that, but I've touched on it slightly, is like the kindness to yourself, like be kind to yourself, give yourself the time and you know with that don't compare yourself to others everybody is different and if someone had said that to me at the beginning I think it might start me off on a different stead
0: maybe slightly more positive about kind of that thing. yeah, yeah. That, and that's really it's a great answer I had the same conversation with someone in the group today but about something completely different that as much as we set deadlines for anchors to goals you know if you get to the fittest healthiest best shape you've ever been in and the most confident it really doesn't matter if you got there on the 1st of march or the 1st of december no one cares like so when things do slip or one day here one day there don't beat yourself up to the point of giving up just get back on it like no one no one cares like don't get me wrong we have anchors and we have times and we want to do things by certain points because that keeps us that keeps us heading for something gives us something to achieve and if we don't have something to achieve then that is basically regression but yeah so it's a great answer and one that probably everyone can take to some aspects of their life but the best part of this is you are to ask the question for the next person so what question would you ask the person that sits in the hot seat next
1: Um, so um of what habit do you find most difficult To achieve, and what steps do you take to help you achieve that habit? Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. What steps do you do? What steps do you take to achieve? Interesting. She's gone in with two, by the way, but we'll allow it. We'll we'll link them.
1: Expanded, expanded
0: question. (laughs) Was that one prepped? Did you remember that was coming? I did, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was prepped. Cool. Right. Well, thank you for sharing your journey. Does anyone have any questions? I'm going to stop the recording now. It is a safe space for five.